You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. All right, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. My name's Hanson James. And I'm on NyQuil. <laughs> and it is a tough time for Jazz Nation right now because there's a small part of me. Honestly, I'm a, selfishly, I really want the Jazz to go for the playoffs because as someone who writes about the Jazz and talks about the Jazz, it's, it's more fun to go for the playoffs. It's more fun to, to win games and be excited after the game and and feel good, but there's a there's the logical part of me kind of pulls towards the we should probably lose games because Rudy Gobert is out for another two weeks, Tabo Cephalosha is out for the season. Um, right now, the Jazz the Jazz could trade for Nikola Mirotic today, and two weeks ago I would have thought that was something the Jazz would have done in a heartbeat. Now, after two weeks and after some tough losses against teams the Jazz could have gotten wins against, I don't know if that's um, the case anymore i don't know what direction the jazz were going to are going to go and so the question for that i have for you milo is do the jazz make a trade for nikola mirotic or do they not uh man if it like you were saying like if this was a month ago right after um right after the the winning streak like at the beginning of december when if if nikola mirotic was would have been available on december 15th i think they make that move because they would have only been like a week out from that winning streak and 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 would have been able to turn around their season. And still in the thick of things. Now, I mean, they're the same amount of games out of the playoffs as they are from, like, a fifth seed in the draft. And at this point, you know, the the front office and, and the coaching staff are going to be on completely different pages because I'm sure the coaching staff is looking at their team and saying, hey, if we get Rudy back and if, we're, if we make a move that – better aligns our team with its personnel, meaning we're not doubled up on people at the center position with Favors and Gobert. And mm-hmm. we we move Joe Johnson for another addition um, to our team. You know, maybe we can go. Uh, you know, maybe we got something here. But at the same time, there's a lot of ifs. You look at the people who are ahead of them, and for the Jazz to move into the playoff discussion, somebody has to take a dive. Like for, for the for them to make up that ground, somebody has to take a dive. And the only time the Utah Jazz has shown that they've been able to win on a consistent basis was that six game winning streak. Other than that, it's a complete, it's it's it's, it's random. Like mm-hmm. it, it, there's just not a high chance that that's going to happen. So you're looking at it, and and I think of Quinn Snyder as a lawyer type. He you know he went to law school. 
He's going to use mm-hmm. the stats to back up why he thinks it should go. And he's probably going to fight for that in a very lawyer-like manner. And and he's going to be doing it in a way that matches up with his incentives and his players' incentives. Because just like any good coach or manager, he's going to be fighting for his guys to be able to get paid the most they, they can get paid. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are ha- going to have playoff incentives. And so he's going to fight for that. As he should. That's his job, is to fight for your guys. On the other hand, you look at Quint, at Dennis Lindsay, who he's incentivized for the long-term future. He's looking at this team on the other side and saying, you know what? If we're going to have long-term success, making a short-term trade like this and, 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 and basically mortgaging our flexibility for a short-term run is not going to be in our best interest. We have a really good young guy in Donovan Mitchell. He's going to be with us for seven years, maybe even more if he hits an all-star game in his rookie year. And and so we got a really special player. We don't need to rush so fast. We have Rudy here for four more years. We And we have Rodney Hood and Dante Exum are restricted free agents. We have this core when in actuality we could – they're not going to go anywhere and we could be adding – a good draft pick to that. Let's let's be sellers at this at this trade deadline and see what extra assets we can get for the long term. But that's not going to help the Utah Jazz now. And there was a new there was a piece on Basketball Insiders where they talked about this contention. You know, they said, you know, there's been some contention in the Utah Jazz front office, and there's some people on Twitter being like, well, I just don't think that you know there could be contention. That's just that's just doesn't sound like the Utah Jazz. And it's like that sounds like the right recipe for contention. You have two parts of the front office that are incentivized completely differently. They're literally at a crossroads, seventeen and twenty-five. Right before the trade deadline, there's an, there, you know, you have half the season ahead. And, you know, in actuality, for the Utah Jazz to make it in the playoffs, they have to go like, you know, you're, you're, you have 40 games left. They got to go like 25 and 15 or even more. They have well, to yeah. go like 30 and 10 to, to make the playoffs. Well, if you, if you look at it right now, you have the Clippers and Nuggets ahead of you. The Clippers are at 500. They're 21 and 21. We're 17 and 25. Mm-hmm. So we're eight game. We're our, we're eight games under 500. That means we've got eight games to make up just to catch up to the person in front of us, who's not even the eighth seed. So it's, I think, I think one of the things that has really kind of sunk our ship a little bit. I just got w- finished walking watching Dunkirk, by the way. So I'm thinking about ship singing. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like plug the holes every single we're, time. We're I like hear, the soldier. Yeah, you hear a well, clock like and you get anxiety. Well, yeah, like we're inside this ship right now, and now we're seeing bullet holes come into the ship. And now bullet bullet holes. And I feel like we're trying to plug these bullet holes, and it's just not happening. But um, I think the thing that was kind of that final bullet hole in this ship was when Rudy – we found out from Rudy that he's not going to be ready for another two weeks. I mean that's that's like another five, six games. And that means that Quinn – I mean if we want to win, honestly, they probably – don't want to make a trade then because they want to play with favor. They're in a really tough spot because m- maybe you don't want to trade favors because maybe you can win five to six games if you're lucky with favors back. It's, it's um, Tabo's out now. It's a rough situation. It's, it's bad. Like this season, if you were going to say, I mean, aside from Donovan Mitchell, if what things going into the off season, what could go wrong? And 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 it started with George Hill not wanting to extend his contract, and he had. Um, then you had 
the Utah Jazz missing out on Gordon Hayward and also picking up Ricky Rubio in the process to try to try to do that. So now you have a team that doesn't really fit. The pieces don't fit. And then they were late on getting to, to free agents. And so then, then, you know, they were able to get Donovan Mitchell. Thank God. But then, Oh my goodness. But then, you know, you have in the season, you have guys getting hit with injuries. You have Dante Exum getting hurt in preseason. You have Rudy Gobert getting hurt a month into the season. Now you have Tabo who has a a knee and, you know, a a season ending surgery. And at his age, that's one of those things that could put him back. That's at, at his age. That's one of those things where it's just like he could be hanging it up a year or two after this, just because it's just really hard to come back from that at, at, you know, at that age, because usually the year Mm -hmm. after is, you know, it's sort of a rehab year as well as we've seen with knee injuries. And then at that point, you know, you know, who's going to give him a flyer or a chance on that. So that kind of puts him out of the range of bring the Jazz bringing him back. You you've had Howell Neto out for most of the season, and then you now you're seeing starting to see guys just getting beaten up, you know, th- taking bumps and bruises oh, yeah. through the season because they're having to play more minutes than they were accustomed to, like Derek Favors and other things. Like Derek Favors is a guy who's had chronic injuries in the past, and you know now we're playing him major minutes. So that's 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 a concern. So. You know, with with all of this, this is this is the perfect storm of things we talked about before the season. December was going to be terrible, and they needed to be at full health just to withstand it, and they weren't. So they took a slog, and now and and then January is a road heavy schedule. Once again, taking a slog. If they could survive those months, they have really they have it really easy for the rest of the season. I would say that would probably be the coaching staff's argument. They're going to say. Look at the rest of the season after January. If we get somebody good in here, we can really make a make a run. But on the other hand, it's it's an uphill battle to make that run. Everything has to go perfect, and you're not even fully healthy. Yeah, and the other question is: Is Nikola Mirotic so good that he's going to push us into the playoffs? Or any guy I mean, that I, you get at I, the trade deadline is? Are they going to be? Are they ten games difference? In, in, well, in and the there's just have the season. I mean. There are just not the assets to get someone. I mean, no one's trading anything of major, major value for Derek Favors, who's on an expiring, or Rodney Hood, who they're probably scared to overpay if they get him. It's just there's not a lot of there's there's no easy answers. There, I mean, you could get Nikola Mirotic if the Jazz really want him, they could get him, but it's going to cost you a pick of some sort, and there are just certain picks that you don't give up, especially when. You have a young star like Donovan. You want him to have the right pieces that can fit with him. Um, and Nikola Mirotic is going to only got, what, two more years after this year? Yeah. And you don't know if he's resigning. And you don't know, honestly, if his shooting will stay the same as it has been this year because in a lot of ways it's been an anomaly. Yeah, I think I, the other thing, I, too, too, is with a player like Donovan Mitchell, I think it's important to look at teams like LeBron James's first iteration with the Cavs and then currently with the New Orleans Pelicans it a team shouldn't be rushing to the altar to find players if you're if your players ahead of the curve in their rookie year as a star kind of like as Donovan Mitchell's being this year don't panic and feel like you have to put a bunch of guys around that guy like you're gonna have them for Mm -hmm. a while like do what do what Oklahoma City has done 
Um, do do what Boston's doing with their young guys. Um, it, well, they had the, and that's kind of unfair to say because they had the assets to bring in a Kyrie and and then got lucky with Gordon Hayward. But but don't be in such a rush that you to, you're you're skipping the necessary steps for rebuilding. And that's not to say that you can't skip steps. Sometimes Donovan Mitchell's a type of guy that you can skip steps. But don't put don't put guys who are not quite the type of complimentary players. Like Miritich is nice, but man, if you forewent Miritich, could you get an even better guy like Bagley or something else if you luck out in the in the draft? And all of a sudden, now you don't have Miritich for a year, you have Bagley for seven. Or mm-hmm. or, you, or yeah, or a Miles Bridges or something like a that. Miles just Bridges or Rudy. Michael Porter or or a Luka uh, Doncic or like all these others where you're like, all of a sudden, your perspective is changing. Now now you're now you're moving in a completely different direction, and 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 you have a better fit going forward. Miritich is a proven thing, and 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 that's nice. But what are you what are you getting out of long term? Because if you got a player like Donovan Mitchell, do you want one run when he's you know in his sophomore season, and then four more when he's not because you sacrifice all your cap flexibility to be middle of the pack, or do you want to mm-hmm. or do you want to make sure that you double down on the future and get five years and have a couple years where you're you're kind of kind of floundering like, and and that's and that's a really difficult thing because. The Jazz, if they hit it right in the draft this year, this is only a one-year rebuild, or at most a two-year rebuild after Gordon Hayward. Well, that's that, the, that's a that's that's a miracle for teams losing their. Well, stock. and that's the that's the thing is Donovan Mitchell has saved us from tanking, like he skipped the tanking phase, and now we're just building. And I think there's an interesting aspect to this too that maybe we don't think about as Jazz fans because we frankly are going through things we've never experienced before like donovan mitchell going on sports center to have his own interview with scott van pelt like when does that happen or having like superstars come up and wanting to talk to donovan like we're not used to these things and honestly this offseason we might see some things we're just not used to there are players out there that are going to want to play with donovan mitchell uh they are going to want to be a part of what he does they're going to see how good he is they're going to want to pair themselves with a player like Rudy Gobert, who allows them to look like good defenders, even though they might not be. But Rudy's that good. Uh, we might see a crazy free agency move next year. And so if you could if you could do what Boston did, because I think actually in some ways Donovan kind of puts you in that same zone where you can build through the draft and just get use your draft picks in a smart way by just drafting with them. And then in the offseason, the Jazz might honestly be able to get some nice players in free agency that would choose Utah over someone else who doesn't have a young, nice player like Donovan. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that's, and that's, I'm not kidding. That is a very real possibility with this guy. He has a chance to really influence some players to come here and let them know, hey, it's not, it's not a bad thing here. And, um, you fit right in. And, and also there are players out there that really respect Quinn Snyder as well. The Jazz have a really good thing going right there right now. And three weeks ago, I would have said, you know what? Let's get Miritich and let's make the playoffs because that's more fun. But the way things have panned out, I'm more inclined to just say, you know what? Just let it go. Uh, we don't have to like trade anyone to try to lose too much because the team's honestly going to lose a lot of games whether we trade anyone or not. Yeah. Um, it, 
if the Jazz could find a way to trade Derek Favors or someone like that to get something so that Derek Favors doesn't walk for nothing, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with a couple second round picks, honestly. Yeah, and if I, that I, gives I, us a few, a couple extra losses, that's that's a bonus. Yeah, I think what's what's hard about this 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 trade deadline is with the Utah Jazz in a situation where it's looking like they're just going to probably head into the lottery and not willingly. Like I think with Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell and Quinn Snyder, and 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 this team just plays with pride, even if they're you know they don't have the the requisite talent, they play you know, hard. I think there's going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, quite a few wins. And, and I think honestly, as constituted, this team, um, you know, finishes probably at the, you know, nine to 11 seed, probably the 11th, you know, the, that 11 spot in, in the NBA draft. And, and, Mm -hmm. and honestly, in with most other cases, I'm not sure. And other teams do with this, (laughs) with this amount of talent, and pieces that just don't fit. And, and the, the thing that hurts, hurts, like if you were going to ask, Hey, outside of Donovan Mitchell, what player getting hurt, hurts the jazz the most? I, I probably would have said, it said Tabo. Just because, oh, yeah. just because he's so versatile. He's played so well at that four spot. He defends so well and he's actually having a career year on the offensive end. In, in some aspects. So he's been playing, he's been balling out. And, and that really hurts Utah when he's on the floor. Plus minus is great. Uh, him and, and Epe Udo, they, they both, man, they, they both, like you watch them, you're like, these are games are ugly. They are. They're, they're, they're not like, it's not like you watch like either one of them shoot or work on offense. You're like, wow, I could have like eight more of those possessions. Uh, but defensively, <laughs> they're effective. They get the job done, and and they work hard. They 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 really work hard, and they're out to prove something. And so losing losing Tabo is really going to hurt. You're losing a lot of defense on that, and and he's been great at being able to guard really premier wing players. And now I'm not sure after Joe Ingles who you got. You know, well, and, and Tabo. Tabo leads the team in real plus minus, which I know is kind of a wonky stat a little bit, but it does tell you something that when he's on the court, he's doing great things. Yeah. And the jet, like that's one of those things we're not going to notice, but they might lose a game or two just because Tabo's down. Uh, and it's, it's, it's rough. And that's going <laughs> to be, just and, rough. and now you're replacing those minutes with rookie Royce O'Neal, who's played well, but there's times where he does look outmatched. Like he has, he's mm-hmm. had great games, but he's still in the early development phase of, you know, of, of, of polishing that diamond in the rough. And then the other half is Alec Burks, who is so up and down. I know our comment section wants to just cheer on advanced analytics. And they're like, look at the plus or minus of, of, of Alec Burks. And it's like, he's playing in mostly blowouts. You realize that, right? The last like month he's been playing in mostly blowouts. So like, like it's good that you're using stats, but also use the context of those stats in which he's playing. Uh, and, and, and so it's just, there's, it's a rough situation. It's really a rough, a a rough position to be in. And I just think the Utah jazz might, 
they've just been unlucky. They've just been really unlucky this season. And, mm-hmm. and even if even if you were to say Dante Exum's returning tomorrow and we can get Miritich tomorrow, I still don't think they they can catch up to the to the playoffs because it requires somebody ahead of them to just drop off considerably. To really bar- drop. And barring a major injury, I don't see that happening. I mean, it's got to be eight games made up, more or less. That's rough. I mean, that's hard. I, I'm excited to see Dante come back, and and hopefully he does at some point this season. Um, but yeah, like you said, he'll come back, and it'll be really fun. It'll be fun to watch and make a season that's been frustrating. But yeah, you're right. Like You add Nikola Mirotic, maybe you get a, a win or two more because of that, which is fun, uh, but it's not enough to make the playoffs. And you add Dante, who... You know, is going to come back from a shoulder surgery, and um, maybe that's another. One. So let's say they come back, and both of them get us two extra wins. That's still not good enough. Yeah, it's still <laughs> they're still it, far it, out. And so you have to wonder because if you get Miritich, then you only have him for one more year, and so then you're looking at this is why the the trade for Miritich is so hard. So if you're trading favors, that's not enough to get him, and so all of a sudden Chicago is going to say, well, if 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 we get him, we want like a we want a first rounder. And they're probably going to want to see that first rounder conveyed at some point. So mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a lottery protected first rounder that if it's not, then it's going to be like top 10 protected the following year and, and descend in order. Jazz aren't going to want to do that because what if it fails and they're just, you know, they're just as bad next year. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, this is a really uh, dicey time because you're rebuilding the roster on a fly um, they might decide in the off season, hey, Rodney Hood doesn't fit, and you know uh, it, we might have to. They might miss out on some free agents that they need, and uh, and the draft is always a crapshoot. You you can do your work as hard as you can, but you might pick a guy that has no impact, and they're at a point now where they're. If you're a small market team, you're the place where you get the most impact is the draft, and if you miss on that, it hurts you. It hurts you really bad. So, mm-hmm. so you know, moving on from that, it's going to be it's going to be rough. Like, and that's not to say the Jazz don't have a lot of bright spots going to their future. You have Donovan Mitchell, you have Rudy Gobert, you have, I mean, even Ronnie Hood. If you put him in the right role, he's going to be great. You you just need a number. He, Rodney Hood is your number two, is a bad deal. If Rodney Hood's your number three or number four option on the floor, you're you got yourself a good team. Uh, mm-hmm, so exactly. It's it, so, so it's Rod. That's the other thing when people are mad about Rodney Hood. It's just like Rodney Hood is in a in a bad role, and he's trying to do more. While Joe Ingles should be doing more, but he's staying in his role. So I mean, uh, it's it's just what it is. It, it's yeah, like this makes me think about. I did my I did my midseason grades. I had a couple people mad because they're like, I see mostly B's and C's, and and this team is seventeen and twenty five. Like well, that sounds that sounds like a C team to me, especially when your best players are in, <laughs> it got incompletes. Like they're not they're not terrible. They're not getting worked every night like the Mavericks are. They're not getting worked. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not out of the you know completely out of the running like the like the Magic look like. Like well, and just it, a reminder, we're only two games ahead of the Mavericks. Yeah, and now we are because <laughs> they they, yeah, they finally so... like so. But on the other hand, 
it, it's not because these role players haven't been playing great. They're playing outside of their roles and they're, and some of them are having career years. And so you have to give them good grades for that. They're playing outside of their roles and playing, and, and having some of the best years of their careers. Problem is they're not LeBron. They're not Rudy. They're not, they're, they're not, you know, these blue chip players that the Jazz need. They're not Donovan. Like if they're having mm-hmm. career years and they're stars, oh my God. We have a great team, but this, this team, no, we're, we're like, we're having, we have role players having career years, but you don't have your best players on the court or guys who have the potential to be some of your best players like Dante Exum, who is synonymous with potential and mm-hmm. you might never get to see. And, and, and his injuries are scaring me because this is the same thing that happened with Burks where you're like, he has such potential, he has such all of this. And, and injuries set you back in the development. It's just, you don't get to play. If you don't get to play, that sets you back. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so, um, you know, it does have, have some really tough decisions to make this trade deadline. Like Dennis Lindsay is really going to look out there. And I know that front office is like, we're going to be sellers. Let's see what we can get for favors. And if we can't get anything better than the cap space that we're going to get from the, from the season, we're not moving him. And I'm sure that's gonna mm-hmm. that je- that would send a fire under the coaching staff getting mad at that. I'm sure they would be furious because they're coaching their butts off and with the promise that hey, when the trade deadline gets here, we're gonna get you guys a roster that fits better than the one that you're stuck with because Hayward left. And now that promise, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm speaking in hypotheticals, of course, but I mean you probably can imagine that's how they went about it, saying, "Hey, we missed out, but trade deadline, we'll be we'll be fighting for you guys." And now they're at the trade deadline, and you know they're like, "Hey, well, if we could get a you know a late first rounder out of favors, that's something we're gonna take, or we're gonna take on some really terrible salary, and you know for Joe Johnson favors for for a first rounder." That doesn't that doesn't help Quinn Snyder. That doesn't help the team, and that's going to kill morale. And so, of course, those those arguments are going to be hella contentious because because mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder has to go to his guys and be like, "Hey, uh, guess what? Um, we're getting J.R. Smith and and Iman Shumpert for the Brooklyn Nets pick, and people are get, <laughs> yeah. and, and and we're shipping off two of our best guys and guys that you like in the locker room." That ain't gonna uh, go. And honestly, well. for jazz, no, for jazz fans, they'd be ecstatic. They'd be ecstatic, but, but in that locker room, that, that, you might as well deliver deliver like you know somebody died in the family type of news. Like that's that's rough. That's 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 mm-hmm. really rough. I mean, if you have somebody in your job, like it, 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 same thing happens in your job. They're like, hey, we're cutting half of the staff. Hey, but don't worry. Next year, we're going to be able to move into some really nice digs because of this. Nobody's going to be like, "Hey, awesome, good Ooh, job on the." The seat. stockholders love it, but not the. <laughs> not yeah, the no, yeah, no, yeah. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna like that. So, you know, it's it, it, so this is this is the type of thing that does get contentious, especially when you're a team like Utah Jazz, where they're they're not in the situation because they earned it. They're in this situation because, you know, the injuries hit them. And last year they had enough mm-hmm. talent to overcome those injuries. Cause you had George Hill, you had Boris Diaw, you had Joe Johnson, who was still playing like father time hadn't struck him dead. You had, you had, you know, guys, guys, you know, playing, you know, just balling. You had Gordon Hayward for crying out loud. 
that helps. But this, this, and Rudy Gobert for most of the season too. Uh, but this, 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 this is just rough. Yeah, there, there's just no easy answers. And so if the Jazz, if the Jazz make a move, I'd be shocked. Like if we get Nikola Mirotic, that means we got him for almost nothing. Like, which may happen. Who knows? Maybe the Bulls are posturing right now, which we know that teams do. They go out and they say, well, we want this and we want this. They don't get it. And so, you know, it, it, maybe the Jazz get him for nothing. And then if you can get him for nothing, maybe you do just go for it. Because yeah. Dennis Lindsay, Dennis Lindsay's just such a good drafter. He got Donovan Mitchell at 13. I mean, honestly, that's probably around where we're going to be. 13 or less, 13 or better this year. And I, I don't know. That's that's the other reason why you just don't trade a first rounder for D- Nikola Mirotic, um, because of how good Dennis Lindsay is. He's uh, not every draft pick is going to be perfect, and uh, but Dennis Lindsay, I mean, I he sure shows that he he knows how to draft. And if if something doesn't quite work out, it wasn't because of the Jazz not putting in the 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 necessary work to get the right player. There, and this is a good draft too. There, there's a lot of players in this draft that could be really nice players to fit in next to Donovan and Rudy. Um, yeah, I don't there, know. There I, it's, I, it's a rough. It's it, this is this is uh, like because I look at what it took to get like Demarcus Cousins from Sacramento to New Orleans, or you look at what got Paul George to Indi- Indiana, or you know what moved Jimmy Butler. And, you know, you look at Utah and you're like, you know what? They have, they have, and, and Miritich isn't one of those guys. And so at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Detroit is interested in Miritich, but they also have Tobias Harris. They have, you know, they have, they have a good team as well. So they're looking at it like, well, we don't want to give you guys a first rounder either because they're capped out, you know, the, and, mm-hmm. and, and a draft pick is their way to get, cheap talent so i don't see them wanting to give up a first rounder so i don't i don't think the jazz are 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 negotiating with anybody wanting to give up a first rounder and so at the at the end of the day you know the jazz are looking to chicago being like hey we can give you you know expiring cap space i'm not you know Mm -hmm. can detroit give you that can detroit give you flexibility i don't think so so you know that's that's something to think about in in that regard. I know the Jazz would probably like to give up Alec Burks rather than rather than favors, so that they're stay still able to get their cap space. Because if mm-hmm. they don't, if they give up Alec Burks and then a protected first rounder, I think Utah might think about it if they want to, because then you're still able to have your cap flexibility in the off season. And you have Nick, you know, Nikola Mirotic, where you can, you know, you can put the team team option on him or you can renounce his rights or what however you'd like to to move it uh to get cap space and then attack you know attack the the free agency space where where there's a limited amount of teams who can make deals so yeah this is um this is a this is a weird situation to be in for the utah jazz like i um, at the beginning of December, I was starting to think, hey, maybe, maybe we were wrong. Like, maybe we we're riding this thing and they're figuring themselves out. But man, it came crashing down. Yeah, it's I, I, honestly the Jazz in the next few days. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens because 
there's been so many, so much smoke around Nikola Mirotic. We'll see if it happens. If it doesn't happen in the next few days, it's probably not going to happen. And the Jazz's assets might be even more effective during the draft anyway. They might be able to trade someone some cap space for whatever reason um, in the offseason, whether it's for the draft or to help like the Lakers get space to to get LeBron or Paul George or something like that. They might be able to use that to actually make something happen because teams like that are looking for a way. I mean, who knows? Maybe you take on a Luol Dang and that's not very fun, but if you get the Lakers pick or something like that, it might be interesting, but whew, I, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really time to start, start fresh. And it's just, it's lame that uh, draft express got bought out by ESPN because right now would be the time to go subscribe to the draft express YouTube channel. Yeah, this is, this would be the yeah this would be the time to really just like take a deep dive on those videos, like uh, like. But here's the, here's the cool thing. So even if things go terrible for the Utah Jazz, where it looks like it, <laughs> you still yeah, have Donovan Mitchell. That's where we're at. You still have Donovan Mitchell, who is averaging, who's putting up twenty point games, on 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 a frequency that was similar to that. It took Gordon Hayward, or it took Darren Williams, or it took Carl Malone. Uh, like, you know, it took them longer to get to this type of frequency. And you have, you have Donovan Mitchell, who just barely tied Carl Malone for the most, you know, twenty uh, to for the second most amount of twenty point games for for a season. I don't think he catches up to the Golden Griff. That would require him to go oh, no. go thirty two for forty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like that would be insane. Like if he does, kudos to him and uh, like let's let's do everything. But that's just an insane number. He'd have to <laughs> like fifty. Like looking uh, like after he tied Carl Malone, I'm like, man, I wonder how. Uh, like he's probably getting close to to going Griff, and then Golden Griff's like at fifty, and you're like, oh no, never mind. That's yeah. That's like- that, that's that's just video game numbers. That's nuts. And that's without the three mm-hmm. point line, that's- or what uh, was it I without know. the three point line? I need to check back. Like maybe, or he just didn't take a lot of threes. Maybe that was it. Well, in that era, they didn't take a lot. So either way, it's just remarkable. But that's the thing. The thing that's nice is that we're not being stuck without a fun product. And we've got Don Donovan Mitchell, who is going to be at the all-star game, whether he's as an all-star or not, but he's going to be in the dunk contest. So we're going to get all that hype. He's going to be a leading candidate one of the leading candidates along with ben simmons to be rookie of the year it's there's a lot of fun things to watch this season and it honestly in some ways maybe this is best case because we get to watch donovan mitchell get 30 point games and and go to the all-star game and and then we also get a nice draft pick at the end of the year that will pair with rudy gobert who will come back healthy next year and with a donovan mitchell who will have one more year under his belt the jazz probably re-signed Dante Exum at some point and I was talking about this with someone earlier today uh shout out to Colin but uh what's up Colin just how much fun what's up Colin uh just talking about like how much fun it was watching them together we know that they have chemistry together so we know that that's something that will be fun to watch when he gets back and there's a lot of things to be excited about are we going to the playoffs 92 percent chance that we're not I don't I don't know if that's accurate but I'm guessing pretty close. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's not it's gonna rough. happen. It's just like it's gonna be a, a, a rough thing to <laughs> to do. Don't put any more. Don't put any more money on it. Is what I would say. But you never know. Maybe 
maybe there is a crazy run out there, but right now I would say probably not. But the the thing is, is it's still going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch Donovan. Rudy's going to come back eventually. I am beyond excited to see if uh, Don, Don, Dante Exum comes back. And if he does, my goodness, it's going to be a blast. And, and then we get a nice draft pick who will fit perfectly with, with Donovan. And we know that um, Dennis Lindsay will get the right guy. I just, I don't know. He's done it so many times now. Um, even his bad draft picks are still in the NBA. You know, like yeah, Trey Burke's still still in the NBA and, you know, and that was a bad draft. And so this is a good draft. We have a really great shot. I, I, I don't know. I'm not that depressed. It's just it is more fun when you're winning. It's just it, it is. is more fun when you're winning. And so, I mean, it and, and this is where fans like start to like turn on each other. Like you're just like you're looking at the silver lining. How dare you or how, you know, it's just, you know, like you get the moral victories. And, mm-hmm. and, and we might be in moral victory season where it's just like, Hey, we lost, but man, those jerseys look nice. Um, oh yeah. Those are coming out. Yeah. Those Good are coming point. out. Like I'm really excited for those jerseys. I, I really like them. I really like them. Like the more I look at them, I'm like, ah, yeah, I like it. I, I really do like it. And that's not just because like when I put our SB nation logo in there, it's saying finally, but it, <laughs> But that's true. It's it, it, like now, now it looks on brand, like with, with those, mm-hmm. like our logo looks totally on brand with that before. Like it was like mountains, but they're notes. They have notes in them. And, um, <laughs> what I'm saying is the jazz need to change their logo to that. So I can, so it can look like we're on brand. Um, so <laughs> the, so with this whole, you know, the, this whole thing moving forward, you know, there's, there's good things to, to come of this. Like, you know, Dante Exum, we've, there's now been video of him taking shots. And so th- mm-hmm. and that makes me wonder if he's, he's, he's closer to returning this season than at all. Cause, cause even if, if the Jazz are completely out of it, I could totally see the Jazz rushing, wanting to get him back to the court. Because they want to, they want to be able to see like, do we invest this in this guy? Do we not? And mm-hmm. um, because if it, we, and to your point, and to Colin's point, shout out to Colin, uh, shout out Colin, Colin, what's up, Colin, my man? That's just just you and me. Let's talk, just you and me. Big time, big time SLC Dunk fan, by the way. Oh, he is. That's awesome. That's so cool. Even though like James just introduced it to you like last week, and you're just like. You know, wanting to talk him up to it. That's okay. Like, thanks for making him <laughs> feel better. But the, like, you saw a chemistry that Dante and Donovan were building in Summer League, and they really worked well off of each other. They were just this terror on the defensive end. And the great thing is, you know, there's been, been you know, like, is, is Dante Exum a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? Is he a wing? Like, what is he? Like, is it, you know, what do, as, as he, as he develops and with Donovan Mitchell and the way that, uh, you really look at this, at this system. And I think uh, like the quote from the beginning of the year from Quinn Snyder is so telling because he said, I designed this, the offense in mind with Ricky Rubio and Dante Exum in mind. Well, you watch Ricky Rubio in the offense and you're like, this could not be a worse offense for Ricky Rubio. But if you're thinking about two players in a backcourt that are not true point guards, but are just like, just, 
just talented guards like Dante Exum and Donovan Mitchell, all of a sudden you're like, you know what? This makes more sense. This, this, this seems like the perfect offense for those two to work in. Like neither has to have predominant ball, you know, ball, uh, like ball handling responsibilities. They they both can share it. And then also you have a Joe Ingles who can share that. Now all of a sudden it completely makes sense. And you have this built on cutting where that Dante Exum, I hate it when people are like, he didn't show anything in the preseason and in summer league. He showed a propensity to be able to get to anywhere he wanted on the court, literally anywhere. And when he comes back from injury, his legs, he didn't, he didn't go through a a knee injury or anything. He's still going to get to the cup. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. is he going to be able to finish with the same, uh, you know, now he's going to be rusty. He's not going to have the same touch. He's because he's, you know, has been able to do that. Is he still going to be able to have the touch that he was showing in summer league and preseason? Because if he does, that dude's getting re-signed by the Utah Jazz, and the Utah Jazz are laughing their way for the next four years with that type of backcourt mixed with Rudy. If not, and on top of that, a new draft rough. pick. Yeah, a on top guy. of that, a new draft pick. So the the future is bright, and I can't. Man, if there's anything I really want to see, I just if we're not making the playoffs and we're not making a trade, please, for the love of all that is holy, give me Dante Exum just so I can have hope in my soul and happiness and a smile on my face during the last, like during March and April. So that, you know, you just, just give me something to, you know, to, to give me a teaser for the next season. Give me something. Oh yeah. No, it's anyone who says that about, um, about Dante is probably a filthy casual who has not watched what Dante <laughs> did in the, in the preseason I, it was it was incredible he was getting anywhere he wanted he was our best honestly our best point guard in preseason he was and like you said like this offense is so obvious like we're seeing donovan just score 30 and he had a 41 point game and i'm honestly disappointed when he has like a 15 or 16 point game which which is nuts considering what we kind of hope like Isn't that crazy we were like hoping- he has a 16 point game and you're like oh it's an okay game for donovan Kind of like, oh, like, yeah, it's like, Ingles, it's only, like Joe Ingles, like Joe showed up with 15 points tonight. We'll take that. Like that's, that, it's insane for Donovan. I know, like, uh, Donovan's uh, bad games are three points better than uh, Jason Tatum's best game. Teacup drink, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but yeah, like you look at the Jazz offense, you see how many times like Donovan is able to get into like an isolation sh- situation where he kind of does that thing the Jazz players do where they back up and then they just get that head of steam. Like you see Donovan do, do it and he always, either he gets to the cup, he gets an assist or he passes it to someone who misses their three-pointer. Uh, Dante will do the same thing. He's got that same speed. So he will be able to like the jazz will be able to attack from both corners with two guys that are as fast as anyone on the court. And it's, it's going to be electric. The jazz just honestly need a few more guys that just fit to fit this core and they'll be good. And so in some ways it's a painful season, but weirdly it's probably what's best. We, I honestly like the the craziest thing about this season. I was hoping Don, Donovan at the beginning of the year would be our starter by now, maybe. Like, because like you'd honestly, be hoping, I was like, like maybe we'd, be, we'd probably be ta- yeah, yeah, we'd be talking about it this season where you're like, hey, maybe we sh-, like I I could. That's what I thought too, where it was just like you know the season might be lost, but you're like, oh, we need to put Mitchell in just to see what he's capable of, type of thing. But now, like. You're looking at Mitchell and you're like, wow, like, let's just, 
let's just line him up and see, you know, how many 30 point games he can get. Yeah. Let's just get the rookie of the year. Like who cares? I mean, now Tabo's hurt. We just don't have a lot of guys. Just let, just let Donovan score. Yeah. I, I, that's what I want. I, I, I love this. I love like there can you imagine like a sophomore season from Donovan Mitchell? Like what Donovan Mitchell is doing now, like I, I jokingly, you know, refer to him as artificial intelligence because he learns so dang fast. Like one day you leave him and then the next day, like from the beginning of the season, like his first like seven games, he's a rookie. And then his like next 10 mm-hmm. games, like he's a sophomore. And then by like now he's like in his fourth year, like he's, he's just, he's just progressing so dang fast fast he's like chappy and so oh, he's unreal he's nuts it's it's so cool to have a have a point uh, he is kind of a point guard like it's just really cool i don't even know what he is i don't know like and, and we don't have to because it's 2018 and there's not really positions in basketball anymore like it's just really like it's it's so cool to to see this progression and so yeah, the, like the Utah Jazz season was lost. It kind of was that way when Gordon Hayward left. We all knew it. We just didn't want to admit that. But with Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell, he's given us a reason to care in a, in a lost season, in a punt season. He's given us a reason to tune in. Like we still, we get to see highlight dunks. We're going to, he's like, I'm calling it now 100%. He's going to be in the dunk contest. There's no freaking way he's not in, in the dunk contest. Like the NBA knows he's oh, got. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's one hundred percent in the dunk contest. Lock it, lock it now. He's gonna be in the rookie showcase. I don't think he has enough enough umph that he's gonna get into the NBA All Star game, just because the people his position. There's nobody hurt. That was probably what was gonna be needed uh, to get. He would have needed the fan vote, and he would have been needed the fan vote, and and that's just not gonna happen. It's probably he's gonna be an All Star on his rookie contract at some point. It's just oh, he, oh. He, he it's will. so awesome. Yeah, oh, so, it's so awesome. So and 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 that's amazing to think about. That's just stellar. Like the Utah Jazz have one of these guys, and uh, and so to think that you can go back in the draft and and we can't think that oh man, if we get another one of these Don Mitchell, like this doesn't happen. Like if they go back in the draft, they're going to get somebody that it's going to take probably two years to develop. Uh, two to three years, but man, it's, but still being able to get that type of player is going to be really special for Utah. And if they get lucky again, oh boy, whoa, Nelly, it's just <laughs> it's just going to be it's just going to be fun. So while the present sucks, losing Tabo sucks. Don uh, Rudy Gobert being out another couple weeks sucks, and you know the trade deadline going from you know probably being exciting to being a dud just because of when. Nikola Miritich was available. He's available on December fifteenth. I think. I, I I think Miritich is a Jazz man. If oh but absolutely, be, but because it's January fifteenth and the way the Jazz are now, I I I unless the price goes down or the price is Derek Favors and a second rounder and that's it. Um, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis Lindsay gets that call from Garpax, and he says the price is wrong, guys, and it's over. So, but I will say, I if you at the beginning of the, this year you gave me two options, you say 
the Jazz were pretty good, and they didn't have a lot of injuries, and they ended up making it to the four to the eighth seed in the playoffs. Um, but Donovan Mitchell just turned out to be kind of a nice little three and D. Showed he could hit some threes, but not anything more than that. Or you could have a t- season that's frustrating. You don't make the playoffs. You lose a lot of games, but you ended up with a transcendent player. I think I think we'd all take the transcendent player. I just maybe that's just me. I don't yeah. know. Uh, so I think it, I don't know. It's really frustrating, but the Jazz have really found a way to. The Jazz got really lucky, and I I'm well. I don't want to say lucky because uh, Dennis Lindsay knew how good Donovan Mitchell was after some of the stories we've heard that they were just over the moon with this guy. And I think he's developed way beyond any of them expected at all. And any of jazz fans expected. I mean, he was honestly starting after like week after like seventh or eighth game. Um, yeah. And he earned it. And it's, I don't know. It's remarkable. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess we're probably coming to a close here. I don't have any trade ideas other than if the Jazz can find a way to get a pick for either Rodney Hood or Derek Favors, which I don't think they pr- will find. Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I, I just I, don't I, know. Like I, I look at you know teams like, like. It's rough. It's it's gonna the, be cla- it, the Cavaliers, are, and it's already been reported the Cavs aren't trading that pick. Like I think Shams, I can't remember if it was Shams or who it was, but that I mean that pick's just not moving. Not so. unless they're getting like a like a big time star. Like so, Derek mm-hmm. Favors and Rodney Hood ain't doing it. It's just not enough. That's not no, gonna move it's the not needle. Enough. That's just not so. Yeah. So it's it, it's uh yeah so. Well, with that, we'll, we'll 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 end it there. So, thanks for listening, guys, to the SLC Punks podcast. Be sure to follow us um, at you know read our stuff at slcdunk.com. Follow us on Twitter at slcdunk. Go to Facebook, follow us there, like us slcdunk, and then you know catch us on Instagram. We're on the gram, and of course, subscribe to the podcast. Go to SoundCloud and subscribe to us on iTunes. You know all the regulars. Just follow us everywhere. Then you won't miss anything. Exactly. Okay. Well, this is Michael. I've been on NyQuil. (laughs) And this is Hanson James. And uh, you guys uh, have a good week. Talk to you later. Peace.